Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, my bearded legend, the one and only, if I was delighted to say this, he's the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 287. We have had a fantastic summer's break. We are refreshed and we are ready to go again. Our first show since our pre-season, uh, sorry, our end of season roundup uh, back in May, it seems such a long time ago now and we were talking before we recorded it's our first time face to face recording in about three months because I had COVID um, in May so yeah we are fit and fighting fit uh, which is more than could be said uh, for some of the squad (laughs) unfortunately Um, as you will all know uh, here all day try to beef Um, so we are going to recover from the point in time of our our end of season roundup right the way through to yeah, uh, today, actually, as it happens, as we record on Sunday the 17th. Um, and yeah, let, let's just crack on. We've got a bit of a sponsorship update. It's not going to be the same uh, usual sponsorship intro. No, so as we announced earlier in the week on social media, the podcast is now jointly sponsored for this upcoming season by Town and Country Harlow Estate Agents and also by Carol Langley Flores. We'll talk a bit about both of our sponsors. So Town and Country, if you remember, they were our social media sponsors last season. They cover London, Essex, Hertfordshire, and they are delighted to be co-sponsoring the podcast. The company run by four local guys, two of which are Orient season ticket holders and the other two are Orient fans. And last season, we helped in partnership with the social media sponsorship dozens of people move home. And the best bit is, and hopefully you all know this, they offer a discount of their already competitive fees. So why not save yourself a few hundred quid and keep it in the Orient family? So if you're thinking of selling or just curious, give them a call on 01279 882 or on 07528 or you can contact the guys on Twitter at TNC Harlow or at Charlie underscore Paul. Charlie, big, big Orient fan, lovely fella as well. And they don't just sell houses, they change lives and they finish their message by saying, come on you O's. Yeah, fantastic. So if you're looking to move in any home in any way, shape or form, get in touch with Charlie. He will give you good advice as well. And also, delighted that Carol Langley Florist are going to be our joint sponsors as well. They're an established local business based in Chingford in East London, specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. From a simple thank you to a lavish wedding or event. They can absolutely help you. Get in touch with John, Tina and the team at Carol with an E on the end, Langley E4, or you can DM John at Essex Biz. We are delighted that these two fantastic Orient-owned businesses are partnering with us and we're partnering with them to help promote them. And John's also asked us to pass on that he is offering a 15% discount on all of his Uh, products and services so there is no better place to go uh, when you need flowers for whatever occasion yeah nicely done so those companies not only sponsor the podcast they'll be sponsoring hero of the week and the prediction league alternating with half the season on all of those factors but that does mean we do have one sponsorship opportunity available for the upcoming season for our social media sponsor so send us a dm if you have a business that you want to spread the word for amongst the fellow Leighton Orient fan base, so come and join the Orient Outlook podcast family. Give us a message on Facebook 
on Instagram, on Twitter, or you can email us at orientoutlook.com for any inquiries. And come on, spread the word, and have a great time with your South Stand chums. Absolutely. So that um, concludes that part of our business today. Next bit is the Supporters Club with an update of two trips to tell you about. Coaches are leaving for Crawley Town on Saturday the 6th of August. They're leaving the Supporters Club at 11 o'clock. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff. obviously. Flat fare of £25 for all categories except children under 16 who travel for £13. Also, coaches to Swindon on Tuesday the 16th of August are going to be leaving at 230 for a 7.45 kickoff and will cost £36 for adults and £33 your concessions under 18s. Sorry, under 16s are just £18. And remember those prices don't include your match day ticket. Call the travel line on 07 507 539 579 to get yourself booked on. Lovely stuff. One piece of AOB before we cover the pre-season that was as we were saddened to hear of the passing of former Orient scout Carl Newton who joined us back in 2017. He died suddenly whilst out walking in the Lake District. Really sad news this one. I think it was at Blackburn uh, the news at the time broke. You know, Probably not known by many Orient fans but as a former member of the Orient family we sent his family and friends our condolences. I think Steve yeah. Foster uh, put up a nice did. Uh, tribute to him. So really, really sad news. Rest in peace, Carl. Absolutely right. So let's move on then to the pre-season that was starting. And obviously it's not going to be every single day. It's just the main uh, events of the last couple of months. Wednesday the 18th of May, we wished happy 27th birthday to Orient striker Harry Smith. Yeah, and in other news, the club announced that the stadium sponsor with Brea Group is no more. So after four years, that sponsorship is gone. It's no longer the Brea Group Stadium. It's back to plain old Brisbane Road until a new sponsor comes along and we call it Sewing Cars, but, you know, Brisbane Road. But that was a good... Uh, Seemed like a good relationship for the Bray group. and Yeah, you know. I think the, the, the Bray family are Orient fans as well, yeah. so that, that work, always works better, in my opinion, when you've got fans that are, are able to invest their money in, in, in the club. Friday the 20th of May then, Potter's Bar announced their pre-season friendly list and included in this was a home fixture against us on the 12th of July with a 7.45 kickoff, And we put it like that because obviously the club hadn't announced that. Leighton Orient hadn't announced that, so uh, that was picked up on. Um, and we, uh, we've we mentioned that for Friday the 20th of May. Yeah, we did. Also on 20th of May, a few eyebrows raised. Uh, happy eyebrows as at midday. Yeah. The club announced that Royal Tuyu had signed a two-year contract with the club, which ties him down to the summer of 2024. Royal said, I'm really happy to have signed a new deal here and to have got it over the line. I'm looking forward to focusing on next season. This is the club that I started my career at. And with the group we have here now, I feel that like we have a real chance of doing something good next season. The gaffer has really put his trust in me, and I really enjoy the style of play. I think it suits me well. So, Bill Lejande, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. Let's have your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm delighted. Uh, like you, uh, pleasantly surprised by this. I thought that there might be other clubs sniffing around him, given uh, his performances towards the latter part of last season. Um, he's an international striker as well. He plays for in in the under twenty threes for for his country. Um, I thought there might be more eyes on him, to be honest with you. But really pleased uh, to get that signed early as well. Not leaving it, you know, yeah. lengthening the process unnecessarily. Got in, got it done, got him signed. We all move on. Yeah, really happy uh, with that one. I thought there was a possibility, like you, that he might he might leave, he might get swayed. So at this point, I was really happy because we'd signed Burrell. Or, yeah. or he'd signed an extension, new contract, yeah. as had Tom James at that point. Yeah. So if you remember, we had four players out of contract. We had Tom, Burrell, 
Adam Thompson. Adam Thompson. And one more whose name escapes me, but who signed a deal who obviously will cover when they come Sam to sign their deal. No, it wasn't no. Sam. So at that point, I think it was maybe Theo or who hadn't signed, oh, who we okay. wanted to sign. So at that point, you had two out of the four. So things were looking really, yeah. really good. I had a few tweets um, in regards to the news. Frank Beavis tweeted us. He said, Tom James and Ralph Tui signing those deals are like two new signings. Yeah. Excited to see who we bring in this summer. In Richie, we trust. That's a very good point. Orient Boy said, perhaps people could remember and praise Mr Ling's involvement in these contract renewals. And as we got the players fans wanted, remember Bristol Rovers and Mansfield didn't start well in 21-22 season. So, keyboard warriors, give the management some space if things aren't perfect in month one. What an amazing tweet. Good tweet there from Orient Boy. Phil VZ1 said, think this is a super exciting moment for the O's. Second great contract outcome in a week. Have never been so excited as wait for it, the pre-pre-season stage. So, fair to say, most Orient fans quite happy with that news, yeah? Absolutely right. Sunday the 22nd of May, congratulations to the Leighton Orient walking uh, football team, over 70 side, who won a f- uh, walking football tournament in Mallorca. I saw Steve, Steve Tung have posted some That's pictures right. there. So, congratulations to all of you uh, and, uh, yeah, for representing the O so positively. Fantastically yeah. Fantastic news, delighted. Well done, the walking yeah. O's. So let's move on to Monday, the 23rd of May. The club announced that £49 under 11 season cards would be returning only for the North Stand for the upcoming season, having listened to fan feedback. So if you remember, we covered this in a previous episode where the club uh, published their prices and there were no prices for under 11 season cards. So the club also believes the new ticketing system, which is set to arrive ahead of the coming season, will help to minimise the number of under-11 tickets going unused throughout the season. So they've obviously taken the fan feedback and the criticism and gone, actually, we've made a bit of a blunder here. So fair play to them. Yeah, I'd say uproar. Based on that, Mm -hmm. yeah. And only in the North Stand you'll be able to get an under-11 season card for £49. So I thought you could get it in the East as well. I think it's only the North. Only the family stand as it stands. So... Good to see they've done that in the north, but yeah, yeah I guess the proof will be in the pudding to see how many turn up. I get why they did it because you know it was often complained it's a sold out game and there six thousand people to turn up. Yeah, completely get that. It is a sold out because they can't resell those season ticket forty nine pound spaces where people weren't turning up. Completely understandable. So they tried to alleviate that issue, making them more expensive, deterring people from just buying it for the sake of buying it. Um, because it was an opportunity, a missed opportunity for getting new fans in and filling it out to seven, seven and a half or even eight if you could. I think we had the discussion before, didn't we, a couple yeah. of times saying you're kind of penalising the guys who are coming every yeah. week to punish the ones who don't come and you've got to get that balance. Unfortunately, the ones that do come are the minority versus the ones that yeah. don't come by the sounds of it. But again, Absolutely. it doesn't affect either of us, unfortunately. So, um, But kudos to those that did... Uh, make their voices uh, really well known there and that just shows you what fan power and sticking together can do. Chew- and kudos to the club as well for for, for undoing what they've done. Uh, yep. Tuesday the 24th of May, the club announced its pre-season schedule. Obviously, as you'll all know by now, Friday the 1st of July we played Haringey Borough. At this point in time, the Portugal tour fixtures were to be confirmed. We had Maidstone away on the 12th of July and Potter's Bar away on the 12th of July. So the first team squad and the youngsters will be split between those two event, uh, those two matches. And then uh, Saturday the 16th of July was to be confirmed. Uh, obviously, as we now know, that's Tottenham's under-21s in the J3 Trophy. 
Upcoming this Tuesday, the 19th of July, Portsmouth at Home, that is now being streamed for free on YouTube because things failed yesterday. Yep. Um, next Saturday, the 23rd of July, we are away at Dagenham and Redbridge in the final one. Uh, it will be a, uh, an Orient 11 at Walthamstow, where our very own John Mackey yeah. uh, is involved in management. Uh, that's on Tuesday, the 26th. Of July. Yeah, so that was the club's pre-season schedule. Also on Tuesday the 24th of May in the evening, the ladies were in action for the final game of their season as they faced AFC Leighton. Unfortunately, they lost the game 3-1 with the O's goal coming from Lillian Almeida as AFC Leighton were crowned league champions. So Fair unlucky bye. to the ladies in that one. Absolutely right. Yeah, Wednesday the 25th of May, eight years ago today, we were in the playoff final action against Rotherham. We all know how that day ended, so we'll leave that one there. We absolutely will. Friday the 27th of May, still relevant to the pod, although not relevant anymore. Happy 21st birthday to ex-Orient midfielder Hector Cipriano, who we'll be talking about very shortly in this podcast. Sunday the 5th of June, congratulations to former Leighton Orient players Jordan Maguire, Drew and Tristan Abrahams who won promotion back to the Football League with Grimsby Town in the National League player final beating Solihull 2-1 with JMD scoring the winning goal in extra time. Good goal that, like he was in the right place at the right time. Yeah I was there, I win. Oh you went of course. I win, I was in the Solihull end because a lot of my workmates, our other office is based in Solihull so I was in the Solihull end Good game, actually. Grimsby fans made a lot of noise and mm. probably just about deserved it. But JMD came on in the 60th minute, and I was like, oh, ex Orient, like, he won't defend for you, but he's capable of getting you a goal. And that's what happened. And Tristan Abrahams obviously came on, who's now recently signed with Eastleigh. Yes, I yes. believe. So yep. we wish Tristan the best of luck. We're going to talk about Grimsby uh, in a bit as well. It's Monday, the 6th of June. Bearded Lejande and his lovely wife Zoe welcomed a new Orient fan into the world as we the have. beautiful Sienna arrived safely congratulations once again she's a beautiful baby thank you very much for the love really much appreciated and uh, yes sleep deprivation I've forgotten how bad it can get and how irritable <laughs> it can make you uh, so no it, it's absolutely brilliant and a, and a real blessing I'm just looking forward to seeing what Orient stuff for girls that I can buy her nice because uh, obviously Theo will be covered and it shouldn't be a given it's a given that the boys will be covered but you don't know about the girls, so hopefully they'll do some baby stuff that I can um, spoil her with. Uh, moving on then, also on Monday the 6th of June, the club announced that Brisbane Road will be the new home of women's Super League side Tottenham Hotspur ladies from the 22-23 season, with the partnership bringing a significant number of benefits to the O's, including improved stadium infrastructure and links with Leighton Orient ladies as well, the LOFC women. So I think it was pointed out that the floodlights and the signage, the advertising signage, is going to be digital and the floodlights are going to be championship standard. Um, I'm not sure entirely what else in terms of infrastructure, yeah. but obviously they, you know, I'm sure next season they'll probably upgrade the pitch in some way, shape or form because you know, getting late on in our season, our pitch isn't going to hold up to be played twice a week, yeah. some weeks, or every week. I think if you, I think I raised a few eyebrows when that was announced. Really, to be honest, but I understand it, and I think Devlin done quite a good job of explaining it at the YouTube uh, Q and A that I think is coming later mm. on uh, in the podcast. So Tuesday, the seventh of June, the man Adam Thompson he signed a new two year contract with the club, keeping him at the O's until twenty twenty four. So another player committing his future to the O's. Adam tweeted by saying, "So grateful." 
and proud to sign another contract with such a great club, Leighton Orient. Really excited for the next couple of years and I'll work so hard to, and do everything I can to make myself and the club successful. Thanks for all the messages. I don't take them for granted. Top man. Personally, I'm delighted by this. A centre-back who did very well at right-back towards the end of last season shows how adaptable he can be and it's, a, it's good to have that uh, depth in the squad, someone who is comfortable. I mean, a centre-back's job is very different to a right-back's job. So, for me, delighted with Adam Thompson. Good quality. Injured, obviously, for a lot of last season, yeah. unfortunately. But when he came back in, I, I, I like him. I prefer him at right centre-back, if I'm being honest. Good player in there somewhere. He just needs yeah. to get an injury-free couple of months under yeah. his belt since he's been with us. He's shown the glimpses of quality, but he's been injured for a lot of it as well. And like you said, I think he's played most of his orient games now at right back um, yeah which Probably he can more play than that centre back yeah but you know good good player to have Warren Barnes UK tweeted us said excellent news and chuffed as we all knew the player we had out inside whilst he was out injured congratulations Adam yeah absolutely Wednesday the 8th of June as we move on it was three years to the very day since uh, the late great Justin Edinburgh passed away always remembered and never forgotten. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, on the 8th of June, in the day, the club confirmed the worst-kept secret in E10. Everyone had the videos on their WhatsApp of the interview that wasn't real, but really was real. Bits of good not to be real, that one. And the news that Theo Archibald had signed a permanent two-year deal for an undisclosed fee. Theo said, sometimes you just find a place that you gel with. I'm really looking forward to to two more years so are we yeah. Richie Wellens said he's a unique character too which I really enjoyed about him he's a good one to add permanently to the group and I can't wait to work with him again next season I mean the good news just keeps rolling in at this point uh, absolutely delighted with this signing together with Tom James Ruel Soturiu Adam Thompson we've got a good quality squad that's being created you've got the right characters you've got the right skill sets and for me, I think what he likes, from what I understand, is he likes being in London. Lincoln was never an option for him. He's a city boy. And being out in a, in a town like Lincoln wasn't for him. And I think, obviously, if you follow him on social media, you see he's out in trendy bars and stuff right. and going to trendy places. And he's just got that on his doorstep here in East London. So that works for him. So off the pitch, he's going to be super happy. On the pitch, he's going to add, you know, with the right group of people around him, he's just going to be uh, probably one of the best, if not the best, left-sided player in the in the league this season. Very strong if indeed. He's fit. If he's fit, yeah, I, mean, I was very happy by that. So he was the fourth player who I meant in terms of signing yeah. up. So at this point, all of the four players have signed up. Although he is a new signing, so technically, I've seen a lot of people going, he's not really a new signing. He yeah, is. We he paid is. a fee for him. He's now a late and Orient player, whereas he wasn't last season. So very happy with that one. It shows you the club. It's heading in the right way, I think. If the culture is right, or if the culture was wrong, better point, he wouldn't have wanted to stay at the club. So it shows it's going in the right way. If both Theo, for me, and Paul Smith stay fit, you've got the best create, creative wide players in League 2, bar none. This is before we even talk about George Monfer joining, who I think is easily one of the best players, if not the best, in League 2. So very, very happy with that news when it came through. Lots of tweets about this one. We're only going to mention two. So first up, Stephen Orient said, excellent. I hope Richie Wellens can help him reduce his yellow cards as well. <laughs> Good point. So Lincoln, still have an interest, so I assume it is a sell-on clause. Good I'd point. Ass- I'd no assume idea. so I imagine too. so. Yeah, I, I assume they were probably quite keen to get him off their books. 
Uh, I don't know if any money changed hands, but I assume there there is something involved in that. Yeah, I mean, threatening the fourth official to give him a Glasgow kiss probably won't help him. <laughs> um, so if he can stop doing that, I think he'll be mostly all right. Joe Jessner, 16, tweeted in, said a couple of questions. At the end of the season, what would we have said the odds of retaining all four of the re-signings have been? 20%? Possibly less? With that in mind, who do we reckon at the club is in charge of getting these done? Question mark. Hashtag rhetorical. Yeah, very good point. People are very quick to douse Martin with petrol when he's not doing the job right or when they perceive him to not be in it right. And he's very the one, the first one that they'll set on fire and, and not really care about. But actually, when good things are happening, he doesn't get the praise. And I'm sure I've not, I'm sure I've not worded that way in the past, but I'm sure I've said that before. Yeah. But he needs credit because he's getting these signings and he's getting them done early. We're not leaving it to, to the last minute of. You know, day before pre-season. Yeah, I think you know Theo was the one that all the fans wanted, and I think he was delivered um, on that one. But again, it shows you the right cultures in place, right? So it's all four players. I think we would have been happy had two stayed. I think we would have been very happy had three stayed. I think the fact that all four have stayed it's ecstatic within that. Ruel, mm-hmm. who was player of the month in League Two for April, I think, if not March, he was player of the month for one of those months. Great, Tom James, we all know his quality. Adam Thompson, if fit, should be a great League 2 player mm. and Theo Archibald we know what he can do we just need to keep him fit so yeah very happy with all four of those players so that was a great day indeed this was followed up on Thursday the 9th of June with the news that Sonny Fish the young O who, are named, who I think we're going to hear more and more of mm-hmm. in this upcoming season he was called into the Wales under 18 squad for the very first time so he played against England on the 10th of June and then against Austria on the 13th of June. Good luck to Sonny in those games, although they've already been gone, so we hope Sonny got some decent experience out of those ones. And you'll notice we didn't do any fish puns at all. There's plenty you can do. We just... We too chose far. a moral high ground too on that classy one. for that one. Too classy. <laughs> Friday the 10th of June, the club announced that academy graduates Jeff Tatanga and Harrison Sodji have signed their first professional contracts with the O. So we want to take a moment to congratulate both of those young men uh, for signing their first uh, first professional contracts with us. And we look forward to seeing what they can do. Yeah, well done, gentlemen. So 15th of June on the Wednesday, ex-O's manager, Ross Embleton. He was appointed as head of recruitment for fellow League Two side Colchester United. So good luck to Ross in the future. They've already made a few signings. I guess we'll see how they get on at Colchester. Absolutely. The club announced that young goalkeeper Reese Byrne has signed a new one-year deal with the club. Reese said, it's a massive honour for myself to sign a new contract here at the club. It's another year to improve myself and I'm really looking forward to the season ahead. I had that taste of first team football in the Papa John's Trophy last season. Kept four clean sheets to be fair. But no one wants to stay where they are. I want to aim higher and be pushing for that first team place. I thought that was a good signing. I like what I've seen of him, although I've only seen him in the uh, Papa John's. But good competition for places and at the time... I made a note by saying what would be interesting and Sam has also been offered a contract so What's if Sam on? says and you've got the three of them vying for two essentially to be the Lawrence Figure's backup because they're both not going to break through but like what I've seen of Reese to be honest it be interesting to see what happens happens this season yeah yeah good for him and for us he played four times as we've already mentioned kept the four clean sheets which is decent not sure why it's only a one year deal though surely if he's one for the future uh, we should time down to a three or four year deal. Yeah, decent point. R- Richie Wellens had spoken at the Meet the Manager event that he wants to be tying people down to longer term deals. George Moncur 
prime example, he's been signed on a three-year contract, as we'll, we'll, we'll come to, uh, not a two-year or a one-year, right? So Rich is trying to build something yeah. for the future, and you can't do that on one-year rolling contracts or two-year deals. So, yeah, a little bit surprised that it's not longer if okay. he's a prospect for the future because you can loan him out to National League North side, National League South, National League North. We go up the leagues all being well and he then gets loaned to other League Two sides, for example. Yeah, good point. See what happens there with young Reese. So Thursday, the 6th of June, Jet Tango, who we just spoke about, he turned 18 years old. So we hope he had what a, a good birthday. Don't get ahead of that, Jet Yeah. Turn 18, sign your first pro deal. Unbelievable. Later that day, the EFL announced a new ruling that says all EFL sides will be able to make five substitutes per game, increasing from the current ruling of three. So I think this has gone under the radar a little bit. This is quite a big change. This is quite a, a substantial change You can me. change 50% of your outfield players in, in one game now. Yeah, and it also gives you uh, a lot more options. Yeah. from the bench and I think you'll see a lot more managers making full use of this and making subs particularly earlier yeah. as well because they know that they can use three around the out mark and they'll still have two to bring on yeah. around 75 or 80 yeah. if they need to be so I think this one went under the radar I think Richie's already spoken about this he has. a couple of times on the YouTube so I think it's, it's going to be interesting now and I think when you see a subs bench get announced I think you're going to see a lot more experience on there and it might be interesting to see kind of how that plays out during the season but yeah really good it, interesting to see how that one's going to it, it really is I mean it's a proper game changing thing that you're going yeah. from a third to a, to, to a half yeah. of your squad to be changed over uh, and that obviously still leaves one player who potentially won't play and the goalkeeper who probably won't play yeah absolutely uh, as your subs there so Friday the 17th of June the club announced another new contract signing Matt Young signed a one year deal Matt said I'm over the moon <coughs> to sign a new deal with Orient it's a club why I feel like I'm really developing well as a player and a club where all the staff and players are friendly and supportive. Rishi said, we think that going forward, he can be an important player for us. He's got a lot of talent and a lovely left foot. Need to see more of him to play. So with the short-term deal, does this give him enough time to prove that? Richie Wellens, as I mentioned a moment ago, said he wants to sign players on longer-term contracts. If he's one for the future, if he can be an important player for us, why only a one-year contract? For the sort of money that I guess that he's probably earning, he's not going to be earning the top end like oh, the Prattleys and the Moncurs yeah, of, of the world and the Vigaroos. He's going to be probably under a grand a week. So why not Why not tie him down to three years and you loan him out? If you need to loan him, you can get his loan, his, most of his wages covered by a National League club. Split the difference with him, whatever it is. It's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of it. So I'm a bit, bit baffled as to why, if he's gone for the future, why he's not been, again, signed on a longer-term contract. I mean, he's had decent experience, got quite a bit of game time yeah. last season, so I guess we'll see looked how good. Matt, see how he progresses. I think, like, all the looked youngsters good. looked good in patches, didn't look so great in other games. Kind of got bought off quite a bit under jacket um, in the games he played, but I guess that was the easiest substitution to make bringing off Matt Young, yeah. as opposed to a Darren Prattley, yeah, uh, a more experienced player. On this day, the club also announced the first pre-season friendly in Portugal would be against West Bromwich Albion, and that that's one would take place on Monday, the 4th of July, kicking off at half past six, but would be behind the closed doors. Odd. I don't understand. Like Steve Bruce is hardly the master tactitianer that someone's <laughs> going to understand what his game plan is. You only have to watch 10 minutes of, of the first half and you'll know exactly what he's going to do. You know, he's, he's very like basic like that. It's like, why, does, why do we need to play that game behind closed doors? Odd. 
Monday the 20th of June, first day of pre-season training, so welcome back. Welcome back, young man. We've had a month and a, and a half of really good <laughs> weather, so yeah, a bit of a scorcher as well. It absolutely was. The club announced their pre-season fixture for Saturday the 16th of July, which was TBC when the fixture was originally announced, and it was Spurs, like Paul said, who would be coming to Brisbane Road to complete complete compete in the JE3 Trophy. And the other piece of news on this day was the group stage draw for the Papa John's Trophy took place. We got pulled in Group G against Oxford United. We all love playing Oxford, don't we? Yeah. Sutton United, who made the semi-final or final last year. They didn't win it. I think they got quite far. I think it was the final. Or the semi oh, where they semis. lost, yeah. I think the semis, yeah. And also an invited Premier League Academy side who hadn't been announced on this point would would be announced later on in the week. That's right. Tuesday the 21st of June. Very happy 21st birthday to midfielder Jordan Brown. Yeah, to be 18 or 21 again. again Wednesday yeah, the 22nd of June. Everyone should know this date who listens to this podcast. It was Leighton <coughs> Orient Days. This day back in 2017, so five years ago now. Remember that clear as punch that day. I remember where I was sat. Yeah, me too. Exactly when that ha- when that went off. Me too. I remember we four forty five. I remember PM. we got the news at four forty. I remember trembling as I was writing the news, saying like it's done, it's all good. Like here we go. Nigel and Ken obviously completed their takeover from you know who and saved the club. So we hope everyone had a lovely Orient Day. Absolutely. The club launched the 2022-23 home kit and confirmed that Harry Kane will be the front of shirt sponsor for the third year running. For me, fair to say a mixed reaction from fellow fans, but I like that top. Excuse me. I like the top. It's got a checkered squares uh, as the as a sort of uh, faint background pattern, which to me is a nod to my favorite kit. In my head, it's the Croatia March Pole kit, which I'm a massive fan of. If anyone's selling a small or a medium of them, I will, <laughs> I will happily buy one <coughs> Excuse me for a fair and reasonable price. If anyone's selling a small or medium Croatia March Pole kit, that's, that's a bit of me. I'd love that. Um, so yeah, I like that home you kit. Like it. Um, I, haven't, I didn't buy a kit last season, but I bought the black Haven House. Haven House one. I I really like that one. This is a standout for me. You like it? The red one? I like it, yeah. Okay, so I think... I'm not as fussy with my collars as you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we didn't mention, although it's Harry Kane, it is sponsored by Shout85258. Great sponsor to have. Nice little logo. I'm not keen on the logo. I like the logo as well, actually. I think a lot of tweets that we'll read that we got uh, questioned the logo but the charity take nothing away from that yep. like I said I've always said for you it's, for me it's all about a neck and I wasn't overly struck on the neck but until you see it in person it's quite hard and, it's, and until you see it with the shorts and socks as well yeah. as a combo it's quite hard to make out although I think yesterday was the first time we'd seen the players wearing it properly with the full sponsor and with the shorts and the socks because they'd worn the other kit um, before that looked alright like I said need to see it in person personally I think it's a better kit this season that we'll come on to, that we'll talk about. But yeah, always nice to see Harry mm. um, done well. Good involved. for him. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of tweets about this one yeah, on this was. day. El Corrado said, I think this is really nice. I like the nod to a classic checkered shirt from the 90s, like you've said. Evie Stark said, I like the home shirt. I like I like the black piping and having the checkered effect. I do think the sponsor's logo could have been styled better, but it's for a wonderful cause. Thank you, Harry, again. Great yeah, point, nice Evie. Nicely, eloquently put. As yeah, well. Lennon Fawcett. It's the best home shirt we've had since the Rainham Still one in 15-16. Oh, Orient Fan TV said, wonderful cause on a wonderful club shirt. May not be to everyone's liking, but if this helps spread the word, that helps 
that help is just a text message away for those suffering with mental health, then I'm all for it. Thanks to all those involved. Yeah, both once, providing it is our last League Two kit, it could be any colour, except claret and blue. Yeah, absolutely. The club confirmed that Hector Kiprianu has permanently joined Peterborough United for an undisclosed fee, rumoured, we believe, to be in the region of about three hundred to three hundred and twenty thousand pounds, with what we believe is a twenty percent, or we understand, sorry, I beg your pardon, a twenty percent future sell-on fee. Yeah, some eyebrows raised on that one, especially. I think it's been rumoured a lot. We get lots of messages in saying, "Hey, we had a few coming in." Okay, it's amazing move. A bit left field. Yeah. If it comes off, but yeah, it happened. Martin Ling said, Hector, getting a move to a top side like Peterborough is another shining endorsement of our academy. Peterborough have a track record of buying talented players and helping them grow their game. So it's a great move for Hector. We are sad to see him move on, but this is an excellent opportunity for him and we now need to reinvest the transfer fee for improving our midfield, which we will do over the course of this transfer window. Yeah, Hector posted on his Instagram, he said, seven and a half years at Leighton Orient has come to an end. I want to thank all the players, coaches and staff that I've worked with along the way. And I also want to thank the fans that have supported me. All the best for the future. For me, good move for him. Great deal for us. That sort of money is unbelievably good, I think. I wasn't sure he was worth so much. So credit to Martin Ling. Uh, and a real boost is the rumoured sell-on fee. So the 20% is net of what they've paid him already. So if they sell him for 2 million quid, you take off 300 whatever thousand we've paid and we get 20% of what's left after that. So, you know, that's at least a minimum of 300 grand for him. I wish our Uting graduate all the best in the next stage of his career and I did see him in uh, a social media post today in the Peterborough kit. It just doesn't suit him. Okay, fair enough. Blue is, blue is not his colour. <laughs> Superb move for him. Yeah. Great, great deal for the club as well. It'd be interesting to see how he gets on at Bosch. Yeah. I imagine if they're paying that fee, he walks into their first team. Correct. And they'll be looking to go straight back up out of League yeah. One at the first attempt. So it'd be a different mentality for him definitely playing for Peter. Possibly, possibly a game that will play to his technical yeah, capabilities be. better. Yeah, I mean, Grant McClam would have looked at him for a while and yes. would have known how he fits into what Correct. he wants to play. And like you said, 20% sell-on fee, nothing to be sniffed at. Nice, glad. We had him literally after the game, after his debut, I think, when he played in the Lovely FA Cup. Really nice guy. On Zoom. Head on his shoulders. Fair play. Such Wish a nice him boy. the best of luck. Good age now to yeah, go and 21. kick on. League one with, with aspirations well, of being in the feet. championship. Absolutely right. Yeah, good luck to him. Uh, Thursday the 23rd of June then the EFL fixtures were announced and we kicked the season off as you obviously know by now to newly promoted Grimsby Town on a slightly earlier start of uh, Saturday the 30th of July. Key dates, first match is obviously Grimsby Town at home, the last match is Bradford away, Boxing Day is Stevenage at home, New Year's Day Northampton away, Good Friday, going into 2023 now, Salford away. Easter Monday, we've got Harrogate at home. Any other dates for the Diaries? Colchester United, early this season. Yeah. Saturday, the 20th of August, away. I'll be Sem- away as well, so I'll be missing that one. Yeah. Colchester United. They yeah. come to us Saturday, the 18th of March. AFC Wimbledon, again, very early on in the season. <laughs> Saturday, the 10th of August, away. That's yeah. really early in the season. That'll be uh, a lot of Rose fans will go at that because new ground. I haven't been there before. Right. A mate of mine at work's a 
Wimbledon fan as well and, and they've also got flats opposite that look into the stadium and he was contemplating buying one like I saw a picture on social media of a lad that had taken it and he's high up enough that he misses the stadium really he, he misses like a slight corner imagine like the southwest oh, mate. the south uh, southwest part of Leighton Orient and, and you're looking onto the west end and he just misses that little bit but you can see literally 85% of the pitch wow okay so that'll be a new ground for everyone on Saturday the 10th of August and February the 4th they come to Brisbane Road some Tuesday night away games Swindon we've already spoken about that's an early one this season Rochdale is a Tuesday night away as is Gillingham so some fixtures there to get Only quite three. excited about three and you'd argue that Gillingham's not that far Rochdale's a bit of a distance and Swindon's doable as well yeah absolutely for the faithful that, that do go out on the road yeah so later that morning the Papa John's trophy draw for the academy size was made and we drew Chelsea uh Paul Terry, John Terry, little battle going on there potentially. Yeah. So Sutton, Oxford and Chelsea in Group G of the Papa John's Trophy. And in the early afternoon, the first round of the Carabao Cup was drawn with the O's getting drawn away to Forest Green Rovers. A terrible draw. With the tie to be played, week commencing the 8th of August. It'll be a very different Forest Green Rovers to the Correct. one we played back in February. Manager's gone, yeah. Ebu's gone, yeah. they've lost half their team. They've, they've sold loads of them. Right back, I think. Sweeney, their centre back, who played against us and got a bit of chip. Uh, is it Stevenage? I don't understand some of the, some of the players who have left that club. Well, maybe because of money or Rob Edwards leaving, but it'd be very different. Forest Green Rovers who turn out against us I can't imagine Stevenage are paying more than than Forest Green to be honest very weird Friday the 24th of June then the club revealed it's a away kit for the upcoming season it was a modern take on the away kit of the 13-14 season as the gold and black returned with the Tommy Club as sponsor thanks again to Harry Kane like this one yeah like this one the neck is a round neck it's not faffing about it doesn't want to be a v-neck it doesn't want to be a half-half neck round neck gold and black done Purchase. The only thing I would have liked is if your badge was like red on it. Wouldn't it look good though, I don't think. I think it was red on the FIFA one, right. if I'm right. And it didn't look too shabby then. Right. So for me, I liked it. I pre-ordered it straight away. That's the only Did gear you? that I'm going to uh, get, I think, this season. Okay. Your thoughts on you, it? You, you've bought in the past, haven't you, multiple kits? Sometimes, yeah, but that was for me. What about your views on it? Uh, yeah, I quite like it. Yeah, you are right. It I is red. Right, yeah. It is red on the... The badge is red. But I do prefer it in the black. The badge. Think, the badge. I think it. I think it works better. Um, yeah, I quite, I do like it. I think it looks nice. It's smart. Um, it's different to what we've had before. And like you say, I like the nod to that because I think we had some great kits at we that did. point. So yeah, all all good with me. Um, although actually, I think initially I wrote that I was underwhelmed yeah. by it, but actually I think it's grown on me. Um, I think it's one of those. So. Yeah, I think I was a bit critical at first because it looked like it had, like was faded and it was like toffee or, or, or sort of coffee yeah, that had yeah. sort of, you know, it was just... <laughs> but actually, on reflection, like I quite it. like it. Yeah, it it's always it's reminds it's me... It's a grower. It reminds me of David Mooney. That yeah. Kid scoring outrageous. It reminds me of Peter Burrell-Way where we beat him 3-1 and Mooney was on fire that day and it reminds me of Swindon away where Mooney scored one of the best lobs anyone will ever score, ever in all time yeah. in the in the complete game of football so yeah. some nice memories with those colours Dave M1812 said like the design but the gold looks washed out yeah Guy, Guy Incognito said this one looks mint Casey Adams LFC said what a kit and what a charity yeah Jack Finch 12 said prefer this to the home shirt and have images of Matt Baldry wearing his shirt 
Let's hope for another season like the last time this colour shirt was worn. Yeah, so the club announced also on that day that our second opponents in Portugal would be Peterborough United kicking off at 11am on Friday the 8th of July. So West Bromwich Albion, Peterborough United, not shabby at all. Two championship okay. teams abroad. Amazing. Uh, Peterborough League One, but yeah. Oh yes, sorry, I got relegated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or championship elect. Yeah. <laughs> Additionally, the club announced that the tickets for our our season opener against Grimsby Town at Brisbane Road on Saturday the 30th of July would be half price. And it's really funny that they've announced that because what they hadn't actually done at this point was announced the match day pricing. Yes. So they've announced that they're going to be half price, but no one actually knows what the original price was. Mark them up by 50%. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so that made, mon- me, that made me chuckle. Monday the 27th of June in 9.30 in the morning, the club refilled the third kit for the upcoming season which is all blue, sponsored by familiar uh, sponsors, Haven House. Again, courtesy of Harry Kane. Like it, for me, it's very similar for me for the black one of two years ago, apart yeah. from the colour, obviously. So, yeah. like it, won't be buying it. It'd be interesting to see how many times they play in the blue and how many times they play in the black and gold. Because last season, they played a lot more in the grey, which was the third kit, than what they played in the yellow, which was the second kit. Which Even I don't know why, yeah. but obviously... You've got black or gold, which if you can wear the black and gold, then you really wouldn't wear the blue. What I'm trying to say is, there aren't going to be many teams who wear red, black and gold, so you're going to have to wear the blue kit. But I understand why you need a third kit in this day and age, because, you know, it's number 50 quid in the buckets for anyone who That's buys right. it. And That's right. I, I, I like it. Love yeah. the colour. like the chevron. Might have to buy two tops Ooh. this season, but that being said... Like you say, I've already got the Haven House on, but just the blue, it's just such you love a, a blue standout kit. blue top. You love a blue kit. I bought the last Puma one with the yellow collar. Know, yeah. um, blue and yellow. Love it. It's you really want that? You bought Brainham still blue. You've I got bought, that one. Yeah, with the Chevron, the, with the line that looks like from um, Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. You bought Bet 666 blue. Remember you wearing that? You've got that. Oh, yeah. You've yeah. definitely got that. You love a blue kit, Mr. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, he loves it. So, oh, yeah, good memory. Thursday. You know more about my wardrobe than I do. <laughs> Thursday, sorry, Tuesday, the 28th of June, the club announced its match day prices. Aha. Prices being frozen at last year's rates. Yeah, the club published the CNO, uh, sorry, the Q&A interview with CEO Mark Devlin on YouTube. Lots of interesting points being made. He's covered season tickets, works to the ground, the new PA system, the ticketing system, work on the club shop, new 3G pitch yeah. next year, uh, which is, to, to, to those of us that, that may not know, like the Deso style pitches, like what they have at Wembley and in the Premier League ground. So it'd be interesting, yeah. Good really watch that, 35 minutes, give or take. Interesting that you can't start off by going, look, I'm not Danny Macklin. I don't really do social media. I'm not going to reply to every tweet that I get if you want to get hold of me you can email me he kind of said it stalled out very early in terms of expectation which I kind of went well like I know why you're saying it but it's very early for you to be saying it to get why, to why is it very early to be saying it in well we were in that Q&A it was literally the first thing that he mentioned before he mentioned anything else he kind of went oh, I've been here since I think February this is what I've been doing and I think he wanted to kind of reply to some criticism I think he's gotten for not being as open and, and transparent yeah, yeah. as what Danny was. So, yeah, interesting. Obviously, very experienced CEO. I thought he came across quite well. He did. In that. Definitely yeah. knows what he's doing. So, 
be interesting to see what happens under his stewardship indeed. So that was Tuesday, Wednesday, the 29th of June. A rumour that had been going around a long time. The club posted a little photo at 11.50 uh, of the ground saying Very looking clever. lovely if you've got eagle eyes and most of fans have done within two minutes you would have spotted that there was a I little I sent that to you <laughs> going like what am I missing here yeah and, and you like, were like no I don't know either and then it became very apparent when you actually when you looked zoomed, in, in. zoomed in there was someone holding a scarf and some people photographing that man that man was George Moncur who had signed for the O's on a free year contract from Hull City for an undisclosed fee Richie said this is a great signing for the club and will make our supporters excited but we know that supporters of other clubs will raise their eyebrows and ask how we've managed to pull that one off <laughs> absolutely they will um, George said I'm overwhelmed and so happy to be back home my family live in Loughton so it's very close to my heart it's brilliant for me I'm a very happy guy but this couldn't uh, uh, but this for me couldn't get any better everything about this club the manager the staff I've met it just seems like the perfect fit so for me I think this is a huge signing for Orient really really huge one to get excited about I think very happy with this one and it's a position I think we've been lacking quality in for a long, long time. Good age, good record, great record at this level, good personality, and he's dropping two divisions to play with us, and he has a point to prove. So I've got to say a massive well done to Richie and to Martin for convincing him to join and to the board for putting their money where their mouth is. This wouldn't have been a cheap deal, I don't think, whatsoever. He's got to be on a very decent wage to come and persuade him to come here. And on a three-year deal as well, yeah. and an undisclosed fee, very, very happy with that one. So, for me, delighted. So, lots of tweets, as you would expect, when this one got announced. Steve DF1 said, this is a big signing for the O's. Who gets a three-year contract? And Gary Torbert 7 So George Monker is the best signing since Adam Boyd, in my view. Needs to avoid the stuff like we'll be walking this league. But we have the best squad now since 13, 14. I've been so engrossed in George Moncourt, I forgot to ask you what your thoughts were on him. Yeah, I mean, huge statement signing. To get a guy who's, who's first choice at a, at a championship club, I think is absolutely outstanding. And I think that, you know, I think he's, he's had his injury problems at Harlan. He didn't, you know, he had a bit part play, but, you know, he was playing for them. Uh, goal scoring midfielder is one we've been looking for. Not sure his motives for dropping two leagues down. One league, maybe another club in the championship, top league one side, for example. I would completely get that. So, you know, but I guess it's like, look, I'm moving back down south to my family, uh, gonna be happy off the pitch, gonna be around all my family, on which means on the pitch, I can be equally as happy and show what I can do. And actually, there's a I hate to use this term, but there's a project here of getting the club, yeah. Up there's you know there's real investment and and he's obviously been sold the club and and he's bought into that so you know if he's happy on off the pitch he'll be happy on the pitch and so I completely get that. It seems like he will be taking our free kick. So we obviously saw at Tottenham or versus Tottenham under twenty one yesterday. He scored a peach and yeah. his highlights real. He's very good from dead balls. Like I said, I think yeah. he, I think he'll get between anywhere between ten and fifteen, maybe even twenty goals for us because I think we'll take penalties should we ever get a penalty because we don't really get penalties we don't no. <clears throat> but, but I think, I think keep, keep him fit I think him and we'll talk about the squad a bit later I think an absolute quality signing one when I first heard about it I was like really? well and then we started to get a lot of rumours into us again lots of messages 
So thanks to everyone who sent us messages on George Moncur because we were alerted to it very early. Um, amazing, amazing signing. Yeah, absolutely. One that the rest of the league two will be sitting there going, well, that's a rabbit out of the hat. Even absolutely. Luton fans going, well, how have you got him? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Luton flying in the championship. So really good. That wasn't the only signing. As a day after, on the 30th of June, the club announced summer signing number three, Cypriot midfielder, former Spurs player Anthony Georgiou signed a one-year deal following quite a lengthy trial, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, Richie said he's a player with a great attitude and in the games that we played behind closed doors against Brentford and Arsenal, he was excellent. He's quick, he's got good energy and a good technical ability. He's the type of player we're looking for. Anthony said it's a great set of lads. The new gaffer has come in, done a really good job. His style suits the players and I'm really looking forward to to working with him and it turns out he's been training with us since February yeah long trial longest Very trial long in the trial. world yeah I mean I know nothing about him so I'm not going to sit here and say I know everything about him but anyone who's played Champions League at Tottenham because he played in the he Champions did. League he did he came on as a substitute You're rocks right. up to Orin only 25 years of age okay in my book mm. looks versatile he's played at a much higher level Look forward to watching him play really so I've got to say on that one could be a dark horse could be could be a player that has great impact for us um, haven't watched him play like you don't know much about him other than that he's not played many games but if you know for a lad at 25 he hasn't played many games um, but if Richie Wellens has seen him in trial games seen him in training and he sees something in him that he can help us with then that's absolutely fine with me because I trust Richie Wellens yeah. his judgement so yeah great stuff so he is an O the club announced that young O Matt Young who we spoke about a bit earlier, has joined or is joining National League side Wilston on loan until the end of January. So good luck to Matt in his loan spell. And finally, the club announced that Danny Martin has been named as the new head coach of the Leighton Orient ladies side. So welcome to Leighton Orient, Danny, and we wish you and the ladies all the very best for the upcoming season. Yeah, certainly do. So Friday the 1st of July, and the club announced that Sam Sargent will be with us for another year after the club announced he has signed a new one-year contract. So, yeah, a strange dilemma here for Sam. He's not going to oust Vigaru, or he'll have to do an amazing in training to oust Lawrence. So I can't see him getting into the first team, but people get ill, people can get injured. Mm. So we'll see how Sam ends up. Still very young. It's just because he's been at the O's for such a long time. And when Mm. he first started playing... Uh, for the first team he was like 17 so he can only be 22 23 is, yeah. so yeah he's got he's got a lot of time ahead of him so yeah so he gets on you yeah I think ultimately for Sam he's kind of getting soon to a point where if he's not playing first team football and understandably he's behind Lawrence Figaro because he as we said earlier arguably is the best keeper in this league yeah. probably one of the best in league one as well at that level um, if he's not getting first team football there's going to come a point where he's not going to get a contract because if Orient say thanks Sam you know, I think we come to the end of the road here we're going to be in a situation or Sam's going to be in a situation where he hasn't got enough game experience because he's always been an understudy and he's in that alright he trains hard he pushes Lawrence to be better he knows that if Lawrence slips up or gets injured or whatever he knows he's going to get his chance but actually Lawrence is so consistent he rarely makes those mistakes and he's not been injured, so he's been super consistent. So Sam signed a one-year contract. If he's not played enough in that one year, then what? And he gets released. He's, I personally feel that he could struggle getting a contract, even at a National League or National League Southside. 
Okay. And that would be a shame because I think there's talent in there. I know I might be in a slight minority because I know people that sit around us that don't agree with that, but I certainly think that there is a talent there. Um, and look, he's 22. He's got another 10, 15 years ahead of him like, as a goalkeeper. But he won't have if he doesn't get game time. Well, it's interesting because we asked, and one of the main questions for Dean Brill was, is Sam Sargent capable of being a number one? Do you remember? Yeah. And Dean Brill said yes. I think when we spoke to Ross about Sargent, this is how long the Sargent debate's been going on for, I think Ross said the same. So interesting there for Sam. But also on this day, it was the first pre-season fixture for the O's as we travelled to Harringay Borough. The team was announced as follows. So Vigaru, James, Beckles, Thompson, Wood... Coleman, Obiero, Young, Georgiou, Archibald and Fish, who replaced Harry Smith at very late notice. So Harry Smith was withdrawn from the team. We're going to cover this one very, very briefly. Georgiou put the O's into an early lead in the fifth minute as he picked up the ball on the edge of the box, took his time before moving past the keeper and he slotted home to make it 1-0, which is the way the game stayed until half-time. The second half saw a different lineup mm. for the O's with Sergeant, Tanga, Soji, Ogie, Sweeney, Brown... Prattley, Monker and Krumah Satoru and Paul Smith. In the 54th minute, Dan and Krumah was fouled in the box. He stepped up, took the penalty to make it 2-0. Decent penalty there from Young Down. Mm-hmm. And although Harringay scored a penalty of their own in the 77th minute, the game finished 2-1 to the O's. Good work out there. Good start to the season for the O's. Yeah. Concerning though that Harry Smith, before the game, pulled, pulled up, up with injured. an injury. Yeah, yeah. At, half-time, that of the, at the half-time of this match, the club announced that Otis Khan has permanently joined Groomsby Town on a two-year deal. Otis tweeted, Thank you, Nigel Travis, the fans and everyone connected with the club. Wish Leighton Orient all the best for the future. And we wish you a very good... Uh, all the best for the future as well, Otis. Yeah, I mean, again, that one, that was that was rumoured to happen for about a week before yeah. it got announced. So I thought he was OK, actually. Didn't I didn't really see much of him. You know, done OK. I think his downfall was he could play in so many positions. They couldn't really... I think Richie said, I don't know where his best position is. Like He's almost too versatile for his own good. So saw some glimpses of a good player probably a useful League 2 squad player but you get rid of him to bring in someone else who you can fit down to a preferred position so I get it frees up the waves doesn't it hope it doesn't mm. come back to haunt us on Saturday the 30th of July because he'll be first team for Grimsby yeah. I would have imagined I'd what, imagine what that better too. motivation for a player to come to his former club on his debut for his new club seen it happen score a million times he's going to score any. I liked him he <laughs> came in during what turned out to be a tough time for the team in 2022 under Kenny Jacket, never really stood out. Uh, I think there is a genuinely a good player in there. I think yeah. there's a lot about him uh, that we could have benefited from, but for whatever reason, you know, Rich is the manager and he feels that it's okay for him to move on, so fair enough. Yeah. But a few tweets in about this. Orin Electric said he was okay, never really knew his best position, which is what you said earlier, although I, it definitely wasn't right back. Good luck to him, but not on the first day of the season. Yeah, Sean Galway, 86ers, came to us during a difficult period. Decent player for us, though. Even when we played him out of position at right back, he still gave us all. Always felt he could create a chance with the ball at his feet, running at defenders. I agree. I, bet, I think his best position was right wing, personally. Um, Wilco 300 is a decent player, but the victim of his own versatility and couldn't nail a place down. Yeah, absolutely. So all the best to Otis. So Saturday, the 2nd of July, the O's set off for Portugal, but they also announced that the trip to Northampton Town, originally set for New Year's Day, had been moved back to Bank Holiday Monday. So this one's going to now be played on the 2nd of January with a 3pm kickoff. So you can go out New Year's Eve, get bladdered, spend New Year's Day with a hangover all day, and then go to the foot on the 2nd. Quids in. There you go. 
Monday the 4th of July. <laughs> Happy Independence Day to all the American O's fans. Absolutely hope everyone had a great day there. The yep. club also announced or confirmed or confirmed that confirmation had been received of the ladies' team's promotion to the Greater London Women's Football League Division 1 North. I don't think that's a tongue twister enough. Well, there's enough words within that division. What so that well division actually done. is, yeah. yeah. So, well done to the ladies. Look forward to saying that league's name throughout the season. <laughs> Hope you smash it and get promoted again. Absolutely. Our Carabao Cup first round date against Forest Green Rovers was confirmed to be played on Tuesday, the 9th of August. Kickoff. At 7.45. Yeah, and also then the team had their first game in Portugal behind closed doors against West Bromwich Albion. The first half team was announced with Vigoru, Wood, Beckles, Ogie, James, a trialist, George Moncur, Darren Prattley, Royal Satoru, Georgiou and Archibald in the starting eleven. Yeah, the O's had a chance for a perfect start in the fourth minute. They were awarded a penalty after Theo Archibald's free kick was struck a hand in the box. Upstep George Moncur, whose penalty was saved by Button. West Brom took the lead shortly after that as Townsend scored at the back post. And despite chances for both teams, both teams, that's how the score remained as the half-time whistle went. Game to game in the first half. Moncur's penalty, to be fair, was a decent penalty. Their keeper just went very early to and went guess the right, the right way. way. That was going bottom corner. He just goes so early. He just gets mm. there. So no problems with me that one. Second half team, it came out with Sargent, James, Beckles, Thompson, Sweeney, Trialist, Coleman, Moncur, Satiriu, Fish and Archibald. Uh, West Brom made it 2-0 in the 51st minute through Ashworth. In the 60th minute, there were more changes as Soji, Obiero and Young came on, whilst Ogie and Georgiou returned to the field, replacing Archibald, James and Satoriu, Beckles and Moncur. In the 79th minute, the O's pulled a goal back as pressure on a pass back from Georgiou saw the ball cross the line off a West Brom defender to make it 2-1, which is how the game finished. The trialist was apparently Tom Pugh, who'd been released by Scunthorpe. Good spot. According to our sources. Absolutely. So 2-1 away, decent performance, more minutes for the team. It was concerning, concerning yeah. after the game, which is interview. Yeah. And he spoke about injuries to Harry Smith, which we knew about, but in more in depth. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, Aaron Drynan, who no one knew about at that point. Yeah. Paul Smythe as well, when you're thinking, blimey, really? Is he really injured again in pre-season? Obviously, after what happened last season, uh, and Jordan Brown. So, from being in a very strong position, you just take a step back at this point and go, well, four injuries, and at least two of those are in the starting 11. Paul Smythe, or Smith? Smythe, Smith, Drynans. Three out of them four. Well, I don't think he plays, he's spoken a lot about playing only one up front at the top. So, you imagine Drynan and Smith won't play together up top as unless, a starting unless point. Drynan's in one of the three. Unless, but Paul Smith would definitely start in Orient's strongest 11. And like I said, with his injury problems last season, to hear he was having hamstring problems, I think at this point, you're thinking, really? Like, come on, he's not even played a game yet. So that was concerning for me mm. to hear that one. So Thursday, the 7th of July, the fans who did go to Portugal had a meet and greet. We hope everyone who went, which was 16 people, we understand, yeah. all had... A great time. I've got to say, what commitment for people to go out there, use their hard-earned cash to go, not even be able to go to the first game against West Brom, which mm-hmm. is behind closed doors, mm-hmm. and only be able to go to one game against Peterborough, and then go to a meet and greet, which looked like it was on a beach somewhere, or like Some random somewhere. pub somewhere. The not night. even like a nice looking... <laughs> it might have been nice, because I wasn't there, so I can't really comment. But 
fair play to those fans mate, going out there. And it was the night before a game that we were playing as well. So obviously the players were on water. It's got, night. It's got to be a couple hundred quid that to get out there at least. Oh, and the rest. Yeah. And the rest. But then there were people out there that made a week's holiday Absolutely. in the Algarve, yeah. which is fair and fine. Well played. Uh, it's a clever way of doing it that incorporated you know, that part of that week. Um, okay, so we move on then to Friday the 8th of July. We're catching up pretty quick as we approach the hour mark of this pre-season show. After a few days of training in the sun, the O's were in action against Peterborough United, kicking off at 11 o'clock in the morning with the match shown live on YouTube. Team lined up with Lawrence Figure in goal, Thompson, Beckles, Happy, Wood at the back, Jack, uh, with James, Prattley, Moore, Moncur, uh, Archibald, Georgiou and Soteriou. Yeah, worth noting this one. Dan Happy was making his comeback from an injury at sideline back in February, if you remember, against Exeter. Yeah. He's he not totally played since He went then. down really badly. He did. XO, Hector Kiprianu, was lining up for Posh. Funny how worlds collide so quickly. Again, yeah. covering this one really briefly. Game was goals until the 38th minute as Posh took the lead for Ricky J. Jones. He scored from close range. He made it 1-0, which is how the teams went in at half-time. Yeah, two changes at half-time. Sonny Fish and Shad Ogie replaced Dan Happy and Anthony Georgiou as Posh came out with a new lineup for the second half. We're obviously not in that privileged position to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. More changes uh, for the O's on the hour mark. Then Sergeant Soji, Aberio Young, Sweeney and Craig Clay playing for the first time in an age they came on. Peterborough made it 2-0 in the 70th minute. Well taken, drilled goal from the edge of the box, beating Sergeant his near post. 3-0 in the 78th minute, bizarre this one, I don't know if you saw it, like, they break I away, I watched it, Marriott tries to lob Sergeant, Sergeant and balls it outside the box, Marriott then gets the rebound, taps it in, ref tries to send off Sergeant, after a bit of kerfuffle, showed him a red card, rescinded it, and then the Peterborough players surrounded the referee, and yeah. said don't send the guy off, it's just, just pre-season, just give us the goal, two in and throwing, and back in and forth in, and two or three minutes wasting, in the end he went, yellow card, Goal stands. Yeah. Just give us the goal. Give him a yellow card. Let's just carry on. No point ending it with ten men. He's not foul- seriously fouled someone, has he? He's not fouled someone. He's just handled outside the box. Blatant, the most blatant red card in a, in a game that R- you will oh, ever see. In the league, that's see you later, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rush so, of blood to the head. Three 0 defeat. Positives come out of that one. Dan Happy and Craig Clay yeah. back on the pitch. Yeah. Do you know what though? And I, I was probably going to say this later, but I'll say it now. The results in pre-season never bothered me Same because I've seen us win all our pre-seasons and have a terrible yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. I've seen us have a dreadful pre-season and have a really good season. So these results don't really matter to me, to Agreed. be honest with you. Um, Tuesday the 12th of July, we'd like to wish former Orient defender Jamie Turley all the best in his retirement after Barnet announced he was retiring due to injury. All the best to you, Jamie, and thanks for everything that you did for us uh, in your time with Leighton Orient, he put a, a broader statement out, which is on his social yeah, media, which you can see. I think it's Tells Five or something like that. Uh, you can have a look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Top guy. We interviewed him. Mm. I think it was last summer, wasn't it? It was. Love, yeah. Lovely About man. About the club. Very Great nice insight man. into winning the league and what happened after that. So if you haven't listened to that one, if you're a fairly new listener, go back into the podcast archives and search that one out. Great interview. Uh, and we were happy to have him on the pod. So also... In the evening, the O's were not in one, but in two mm. fixtures against Potter's Bar Town and Maidstone United with the first team split between the two fixtures. So we'll talk about Potter's Bar Town first, who had XO Sammy Moore in their side. I didn't even know Sammy Moore was at Potter's Bar. I, I did, but I'd forgotten no about it. Yeah. Not until he messaged us on Twitter saying, you coming tonight. I was yeah. like, what? 
but fair play, great John, to see John Mackey used to be, to be assistant manager. Oh really? Yeah. Great to see Sammy mm-hmm. doing well again. Lovely chap. Had him on the podcast many moons ago. Yeah, five, it would have been five years ago because yeah. it was just before the uh, takeover yeah. was made. So the team against Potters Bar was Burn, Thompson, Beckles, Happy, Wood, Trialist, Clay, Moncur, Archibald, Giugio, and Satoru. So it's the hosts who took the lead in the 38th minute as the first half finished one 0 to Potters Bar Town. Doesn't get any better. Back post header made it 2-0 to the host, which is how the game finished. To leave Richie Reynolds frustrated and with the injury situation getting worse. As Theo Archibald was injured in the warm-up, or pulled up in the warm-up, and Ross Satori came off injured in the game. So we played the last 20-25 minutes with 10 men because we made all our subs by that point or didn't have enough subs to cover. Mm. So we only played with 10 men. Richie, in his interview, said, my immediate feelings of frustration. And I'm getting frustrated that we can't pick a team that's functioning the way we want it to. and there's a bit of um, we got a few tweets that evening just saying like not looking forward to the season it all seems to be going very rapidly wrong and there's mm. some big big players now who might not make the start of the season so at this point very concerning I completely agree with you so we also have Maidstone away who recently announced the signing of ex-Orient striker James Alabi who had come on for the hosts at half time so this team lined up with slightly fewer uh, first team players with Sam Sargent in goal, James, Sodji, Ogie, Sweeney. Pratty was captain for this one, Obiero, Nkrumah and three trialists. And the momentum swung throughout the game with each team having chances to break the deadlock. But the match finished nil-nil. Matt Harold, who took this game, said, I think we dominated large spells. The only disappointment was not scoring. Considering we had a lot of young players, there's a lot of positives. It's another step forward in our pre-season. There are a lot of players that played 90 minutes. This helps us on our way to the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on into Thursday, the 14th of July. Nothing happening at the club, but it was our 8th birthday. So eight years Happy ago birthday to, to the us. very day we recorded episode one. one of the On Outlet podcast limited to 32 minutes because we recorded it on Garage Band app and That's right. time out after 32 minutes I think we came in at that like 31 minutes 12 seconds or okay. so. <laughs> but yeah happy birthday my love happy birthday to you Friday the 15th of July happy birthday to Martin Lynn happy birthday Martin hope you had a great one so happy 21st birthday birthdays out of the way Saturday the 16th of July followed which was yesterday as we record this and it was the first home friendly of the season as we faced Spurs under 21s in the JE3 Trophy. So the team was announced with Sergeant and goal, James, Happy, Beckles and Thompson at the back, with Clay and Prattley Moncur making up the midfield with Archibald and Krumer and Satoru up top on the bench for this. We had Byrne, Ogie, Soji, Wood, Sweeney, Coleman, Obiero, Tanga, Fish and Georgie. Yeah, the match kicked off on a very, very warm day. It was Spurs who took the lead through Keon Atete, who put the ball in the net after the ball rebounded back, rebounded back to him off the post. In the 18th minute, Tom James came off injured, was replaced by Connor Woods. So Tom James, non-contact injury, just pulled up. Those ones are the worst when no one's touching you because if you pull up with non-contact, you're thinking, oh, what have what you done? Gone, and again, at this point, you're going, what is going on? Not Tom James as well. So yeah. very frustrating, but we equalised in the 27th minute. Some trippy for Theo Archibald. Saw him sending the cross, met by the head of Connor Wood. The ball looped up, bounced up, hit the post. So Tori battled well to find the rebound in to make it one all. In the 35th minute, another enforced change. Dan and Krumer had to go off injured. Again, non-contact injury. Just one off injured. On came Sonny Fish. How are we getting all I these injuries? Know. I don't know. How are we getting all these non-contact injuries? And we're not just talking about, oh, he's just a bit tight or a bit sort of, by the sounds of it. It's like much longer term. Have they been run too ragged? Is running over Haynort Forest still a good idea? 
Don't have they ha- was playing Harrogate on the Friday night and then flying to Portugal the Saturday morning? Was that really a good idea? Or all these combinations? And I don't know the answers uh, to this, and I don't have a preconceived idea. So it's it's kind of like I'm just throwing it out there. Um, is, it, you know, has that all contrived to be actually a, a recipe for actually some of them picking up these injuries? You know, Tom James isn't long back from. Uh, yeah. a really long-term injury. Yeah. He was out most of the last season. You've got Smith uh, with pulling up in the warm-up. Um, and then you've got, well, to be Drynan's, Archibald's, Nkrumah's. Like, we're literally going down to, to bare bones. So I completely get why Richie Wellens is getting a bit frustrated. Um, yeah, I think internally they'll be doing their own investigations to find out why there's so, so many train injuries. Train them too hard. Yeah. I, think, I think they'll Push be looking at that. Looking at that. So he took the lead in the 41st minute through a superb George Moncur free kick. He got brought down by Danny Rose. Nonetheless, stepped up, yep. pinged in the ball, top bins, keeping no chance. And that's how the game stayed for the rest of the half as we went in 2-1 up. Yeah, second half kicked off in the 60th minute. Shadogi came on for Dan Happy. And shortly after there was a quintuple, quintuplet changes. Very nice use of that word there. For the O's as Coleman, Tanga, Soji, Obiero and Giorgio... Replaced Thompson, Satoriu, Archibald, Clay, Moncur, and shortly after, Reese Byrne came on for Sam Sargent. I well thought I done. That. Jack Detanga had to come off with a knock. He actually got taken out of the game. Right. So he took a knock. He came off. Adam Thompson had to come back on after he'd been subbed. Two minutes after, though, long throw, came to Thompson, hit a shot, got deflected, went past the keeper, 3-1. Uh, Spurs had a chance to mm, pull a goal back, 83rd minute. Etete took a penalty, Hit it wide. Burn went the wrong Terrible way. Penalty. Terrible penalty. Game finished 3-1 and the O's retained the JE trophy as they should do. I'm not going to play Rich's interview because that's up on YouTube. It has been for about 24 hours by the looks of it. Made some interesting points though around injuries. So Tom James, Keats was at a wedding. So the physio was at a wedding. So they didn't know at that point how long Tom James was going to be out for or whether the injury is serious or not. Said that Aaron Drynan, uh injuries around his quad probably a couple of weeks. Harry Smith, Said it was a shin injury, should be back before Drynan, which is good news. Said Paul Smith would be training on Monday, which is tomorrow as we speak, which is great news. I think Paul Smith is going to be a big, big player. Yeah. Vigaru just said he's not well, has so far tested negative for COVID. Good. Hopefully he's got enough time to be back and fit for two weeks. You'd yeah. imagine he'll be able yeah. to do that. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Brown didn't give any context on the in, on the injury. It says expects him to be out for around a month. Mm-hmm. So he won't be seeing Jordan Brown at all. It says transfers, expecting one or two this week. So the midfielder and a striker, and the striker will be a loan signing. So that'll probably be a Premier League youngster. Imagine, maybe Championship, maybe Premier League. I guess yeah. it depends who they're talking to and who fits the bill that one. Yep, so let's move on then to today, Sunday the 17th of July. Happy 26th birthday to Connor Wood. Hope you had a great day. You've certainly had the weather for it. You certainly have. So before we wrap this one up, it's time to talk about the upcoming season as we're not doing a podcast next week. So this is the final one before the season kicks off. So as always, we're going to talk about our predictions and thoughts of the upcoming season. So for me, it might be biting myself in the foot here, but I think with a fully fit squad... That is a top three team we have. If you look at the spine of the team, Vigaru, I think is one of the best keepers in League 2, mm-hmm. if not the best. Ultra-reliable. Touchwood hasn't had a bad injury record since it's been at Orient. Mm-hmm. Pretty much played most league games, if not all of them, I think, last season. So with Vigaru in goal, got a great base. Tom James, if he can stay fit at right back, or Adam Thompson covering him, it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Central, 
defence, Ogie, Beckles, Happy, Thompson if you need, decent. Connor Wood at left back, been alright. Unspectacular, but mm-hmm. solid, mm-hmm. I would say. Central midfield, I think Prattley, Clay, decent. I think one more will come into that position, so we'll see who comes in. Obviously, you've got Coleman and Brown, who I don't think we'll see as much. I imagine they might end up, hopefully, getting loan spells somewhere else. Monker. Potentially. Monker, who I see is not essential. I see him more as an attacking midfielder mm-hmm. within the system. Well, Prattley's, I, a, Prattley's an attacking midfielder that's been played at... He's an eight when he's been played at a four. I think Prattley, And that's his problem. I think Prattley plays as a four again this season. Do you reckon? Yeah, Moncur is the eight or ten, whatever you want to call it, mm. all day long, mm. million percent. And then, you know, we know we've got strength on the wings. Paul Smith, if he's fit, will absolutely tear this division a new one. It's just if he can stay fit throughout the whole season. We saw his quality in the last quarter of the season just gone. Amazing. Scores pretty much the two best goals of the season for anyone in an orange shirt. Although Harry Smith against Sutton was fantastic. But we know how good Paul Smith is. We know how good Theo Archibald is and how happy the fan base are that they've signed. Giorgio looks like he knows where the goal is in the friendlies so far. I know you can't read anything into friendlies. But Giorgio looks like he might be able to sniff out a goal out of nothing. And up top you've got Drynan, Harry Smith and Morel. So I think there's a real good makings of a team there. I'd say if we can keep them all fit, which is always a big question... I think there's a big, big chance that we'd be looking at a successful season. Wellens, I think, is the right man to take us forward. Very confident, seems like a very good leader. For a throwback to Justin, younger, understands the fan base, bringing the fan base together. Seems like he's brought the players together. If you listen to their interviews, they call him Gaffer. Very clear, very concise. Hmm. I'm very excited about where we're going to go. So my expectations may be slightly too high this season. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's the retaliation that Oh, other clubs have bought more players well good for them I don't care what they're doing just because they're buying more players doesn't mean they're buying the right players or better mm-hmm. quality players than what we've got I think mm-hmm. for every George Moncur that you buy Stevenage to finance that deal would have to go out and sign another three players separately so would you have three squad players or three players and three transfers from clubs you've never heard of or someone like George Moncur for me I'll put all my eggs in one basket and go George Moncur and again mm-hmm. for someone like Theo Archibald to come that won't be a cheap deal we'll have to be paying him a fair wedge Mm. to get him in this league so he's probably worth two Barrow players signing or two other lower league down players signing at other clubs so you've got to take the quality but you know there's only so much budget there is Mm. so for me I'm quite happy with what we've got and it's just dependent on whether these players can stay fit and stay focused enough to do it but you know, most have played at a higher level now, so I'm I'm fairly confident. That's why I'm quite chilled with the season so far. So, yeah, be interesting for me to see where where we go. But quietly confident on this season, as it stands. Bearded Lejande, are you as confident as me? I'm ever the optimist, but always, <laughs> but always the pessimist. I, I think top top seven is my expectation. Um, I think injuries, I think, could hinder us again. Um, and my pessimistic side being an Orient fan won't allow me to say for sure that we're going to be top three on paper potentially we probably should but there are a lot of players a lot of other clubs that are strengthening with quality signings as well you know Northampton shouldn't be overlooked Salford shouldn't be overlooked Stockport are coming down getting on average eight and a half thousand in 
in the National League. We can't even get that in League Two. Yeah. So they're coming in with a bigger budget. Grimsby might be a, uh, a surprise double off bounce. the back of absolutely right. And then you've probably got, like, you'd are, some people might look at Stevenage, it's probably what you was alluding to, that they've signed this whole bunch of players and the Tomlins oh, and the Br- guy Brad- from Forest Green. Bradford, so it's us off. Bradford have signed, like, Bradford has signed 12 about a week ago or two weeks ago, so I don't even know if Bradford has, Bradford pretty much got an entire new squad. Squad almost. Yeah, but like you said, it, is it quality or quantity that they've gone yeah. for? But you'd argue Bradford, much higher budget than us, can afford to sign better players than us and afford that. You know, if they've got rid of a dozen players, that they're going to need a dozen players. They're not buying a dozen on top of what they've necessarily already got. So, you know, our mate Graham was round earlier, and we're like, I'm saying to him, right, all right, who's your top three? And he's like, I can't say. It's too difficult to say. Who's your top seven then? Even that, it could be any one of twelve or thirteen clubs that could be in the top seven, based on how how things go in the season. So, it's 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 really such a difficult. Thing and and those that you expect to do well might not do well. Those that you expect to potentially start well and be there the whole season in the top four to seven, yeah, top three to seven, may not. Um, and we could be one of them. You know, already we're unlucky with injuries. Yeah. I don't know how cagey or tricky Richie Wellens is being, um, but ultimately, you know, we, we you'd like to think we would be top seven, possibly top three, but. Like I say, I don't necessarily think that we will be come come what may. You've summed up very nicely, made some really really valid points. So I guess I think there's a cross. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of views when we put this one to Twitter earlier today. We're going to read a few tweets out that we had with your views on this. Paul Ravens thirty nine said, "I'd definitely like to see a forward come in this week." I'm surprised Pybus wasn't in the squad yesterday. So he was rumoured to be a trialist, as I think we really need a true holding midfielder. Also, maybe an understudy for Moncur to come in on loan. If he doesn't play, then we're lacking creativity. Yeah, we had loads of tweets that came in today, so thank you everyone uh, on your hot Sunday for sending them in. Les, LK, good to hear from you. Les, hope you're well. Not enough depth in the squad, especially if we get any more injuries. Be lucky to get top half, but I hope I'm wrong. Interesting, Les. Safe hands, zero zero says, I think surely we'll get in the playoffs, but although I thought that last season, mm. hoping for a top three spot, I think we have the players to do it but perhaps not the deepest squad. Archibald, James and Clay are the key. He's absolutely right with that um, With that tweet, though. You think we'd sign Kenny Jacket. He's got this whole new oh, squad yeah. to choose in, yeah. to, to, to bring in his own choice of players. Look at us. like we're rolling, like We've got that crucial managerial appointment that we'd all crave. We had half, yeah, a, good, yeah. half a good season. It wasn't a great season. He only won seven games in 23, remember. It's not the best. But we were up there and we put in some stonking performances, yeah. like some absolutely brilliant performances. And then look how it ended up. We're lucky to have finished where we did. So you just you just can't tell. You just It's one of those, it's so difficult to call. Magnus Pugna said, let's start the season positive. Champions on the last day. Spine of the team is key. Viggs, Beckles, Moncur and Smith. A bit worried about fitness of the front men. Like to see a Vincelo Dawson front man and maybe another creative winger. Main thing is support. Need numbers and positivity. Yeah, good point. Chris W underscore one said, I want to be looking at the playoffs, but looking at pre-season, it doesn't look like we're going to get top half, in my opinion, but we'll mm. see. The key players for me, Theo, Moncur, Georgiou and Viggs, places we need to strengthen, probably need a striker and a midfielder due to injuries pre-season. Yeah, PM31970 said, I hope for at least another two or three year, two or three players in 
Base of the squad is good, but injuries already a bit worrying. Won't see many, if any, better midfielders in the division than Moncur. Playoffs at least. Yeah, good point. Alexander J. Rose 1 said no injuries and two signings will be comfortable to fit into the 11 and top three easily. Otherwise, another year of mid-table mediocrity. Dear Stu said, I think we'll be in the playoffs. Theo, Ruel, Moncur, Smith, Drynan will, for me, be the key players provided they stay fit. Some of the movement yesterday between Theo, Ruel and Moncur was great to watch. As Richie Welland said yesterday, we need another midfielder. Can't wait. Yeah, Gorillas1985 says, Richie says, we hope to bring in two more this week. If they don't come in then, we still have a Slade squad and we'll hope our injuries are just for pre-season. But I'm still optimistic of a positive season with the squad we have, though. Yeah, Mark uh, Pry598-20877 said, Super optimistic as ever. Playoffs, if not promotion. That said, I always think we'll do well. We have some great players, a super manager and a solid board. May need more depth, but I'm not that familiar with some of the youths. And Clay is like a new signing. Good point. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Not a Twitter handle I recognise. Orient underscore fan. Said injuries and lack of depth in pre-season may affect our start, but confident with additions, players returning and perfecting Richie Wellens' formations. We will improve over the course of the season. Smith and Moncur, so important. Remember, it's not where we start, it's where we finish. I think we were talking about that before we started, and I said, that's what you've got to look at. It's a marathon, not a sprint. The opening fixtures, just from doing this, is like Grimsby away, uh, sorry, Grimsby at home, sorry, Crawley Crawley away, away. Wimbledon away. That's hard. That's a hard start to the season. So... We'll see. Like you said, it's not how we start, it's how we finish. Like that one, Orient underscore fan. Thank you for tweeting yeah. us. Then we've got Mansfield, Swindon, Colchester <laughs> and Hartlepool. So August is not that kind to us. September isn't much better. You've got Tranmere, Wimbledon, Rochdale, Walsall and then we end it away at Barrow. Strong. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. There's no easy game there. Absolutely. Um, but if you're going to get promoted, you've got to beat the harder teams. Absolutely. You can't be playing Barrow every week and expecting to win 5 0. <laughs> you just can't. No disrespect to them. Miller President said it's a difficult division to predict, but I'd be happy to, con- to constantly be in the top third with a playoff place being an added bonus. I think automatic promotion is beyond us, onwards and upwards. Yeah, Barry Twin, one word, kept it simple. I think he says the same every season. Barry, I hope this time you're right, mate. He just tweeted us and said, champions. That's right. Say it often enough and it will happen. Daniel Factor 13 said, possible playoffs if everything is right. Clap the nose. Based on a solid defence, there'll be plenty of 1-0 to the Orient, hang around the top seven and produce a late run from March. Mm, that would be good. Orient Sphincter said, I'm relatively optimistic, especially if we get the right centre midfielder in and are lucky with injuries. Great manager in my opinion. Good point. Orient fan underscore 1881 said, mid-table. We lack depth all over the pitch, and even with that, we're still an average side. We haven't been ruthless enough in the window, which will result in us falling short again. would like to know what he was hoping for. Well, let us know, Orient right, Fan Island's got 18 Who would you want in the window? Yeah, um, why have we not been ruthless uh, enough? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to know that. Pandemonium1881 wrote in and said, Wellens wants to play on the front foot. High tempo, high press. So having the right players to employ this system further up the park will be vital. Uh, goes on to say defensively we look top seven with the ability on paper to look just as good going forward that's a really good point like, to your point earlier as well defensively our back five including Lawrence Vigarou is solid arguably one of the better side, yeah. one of the better ones in, in, um, in the league but it just depends on what we can do going forwards 
to help us win games. A consistent 11 massively helps when looking to become a successful side will be a massive plus as is Richie Wellens infectious, uh, infectious passion. Fine line though, we likely still need one or two to turn us into something really special but the division is likely to be poor again so every chance, good start and injuries are also See, that's good. a good point about the defence <clears throat> being top seven. I think the attack is top seven. I think where we fell down last season in multiple games was those two central midfielders and the inexperience there when you had Coleman Brown or Coleman Prattley or Brown Prattley. That's where I think ultimately the team fell down. Because when you've got players up top this season, right? Paul Smith, Drynan, Sotiriu, Archibald, with Moncur pushing them up. That five, for me, that's quality, or that four. With Smith on the left, Archibald on the right, Moncur as the 10 or 8, and either Sotiriu, Harry Smith, or Aaron Drynan. Hmm. That, for me, is a very strong... It's, it's the two who play behind that and play ahead of the four mm-hmm. in defence. Well, at the DMs, moment, right? where you go, Craig Clay was amazing last season, mm-hmm. but we've seen Craig Clay flip from hot to cold. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's the Craig Clay of last season who mm-hmm. returns. Mm-hmm. Prattley, like you said, more of an eight, but plays, plays, played as a four. Mm. Had an all right season last season. Had some games where he was god awful. Had some season, had some games where he was decent. Yeah, I think I think those two are the key. If you get Clay back and keep Clay fit, you've got you can have a quality player there if he plays quality. Mm-hmm. Prattley, hopefully if the legs are still there and the motivation is there. Because on paper, Clay and Prattley should be amazing together. But as we saw last season, they never really connected. It didn't really work for one reason or another. I think that too is, is the vital cognitive. Mm. I think Moncur was the, the linchpin of the I squad. think Moncur was the piece that's been missing. Ultimately. The goal from midfield, from that central midfield, like an eight or a ten. Mm. I think for me it's those two midfield. Might not necessarily be the strongest two on your paper, but it's the two how they work together. Now working together. You presume Clay walks back in and you presume Pratley will start, so you presume it's Clay and Pratley. At the moment, unless we go and sign an, an amazing midfielder and it's two weeks with Moncur ahead of them making up those three in the middle and then Moncur is like the missing piece who's connecting the, mm. or getting the ball up to the, the three the really top yeah. so interesting but he's playing he's, he's talking about a 4-2-3-1 and a 4-3-3 yes. isn't he yeah. so the three will be Clay, Moncur and Prattley right with Moncur being able to go yeah. forwards Prattley being able to go forwards and Clay sitting 4-1-2-3-1 so. if you want to look at it that way Clay, Prattley, Moncur yes. three which will be Theo, Smith, Drynan, you'd and imagine. probably Big Smith up top. You'd imagine so. so yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. Good point there. Good talking point. Thanks for sending that over, Matt. Nick Clark Ale said, I think Moncur will be our standout player. Nice touches yesterday, plus his free kick. We ideally will get another midfielder and a forward as a minimum, in which we trust, and let's be positive and get behind the team and club instead of every negativity. For example, stream not working yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Bo, uh, both Baron said, I believe it all depends on our luck changing. Like last season, our first team has more than enough quality to go up, but just so unlucky with long-term injuries. So fingers crossed. Yeah, Ian Hutchinson, 08. So just outside the top 10, in my opinion. Hope I'm wrong. Not enough quality in the squad for me. Lacking in creativity past the starting 11. Not many game changes available. Injuries will play a massive part this season. Yeah, Boatsy said, I feel we're short on numbers in the attacking area and appreciate we'll only get a young lone striker, but my worry 
is that the striker will have so much pressure on his shoulders going into the season. Might have been better trying to buy a striker as we can't take any risks. Yeah, I think uh, Richie explained that quite well in terms of they're so they're really happy with Aaron Dryden and Harry Smith that they don't want to sign another player. And Ruel and Ruel on a two or three year deal like it makes no sense for him because when Harry Smith and Dryden are fit and Ruel one of those three walks into that one slot up top if he plays a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 mm. so interesting one there there's only so much money you can throw at it Dan Alton 2590 says I don't know depends on what the squad looks like at the end of the window and how bad the latest batch of injuries are if Smith and James are out long term our chances of reaching the playoffs decline massively with them for 80% of the season will make it easily LDP King said expectation without doubt should be playoffs but I feel apart from the key signing of Moncur with two or three players short if we'd have followed up him up with the same level of player, would have been confident of promotion. We need another centre midfielder, a left back, a lone striker. Key players among Kerr, James, Theo, and Viggs. George Gert said we still need a couple of inclusions, possibly through the loan market, to make the squad the best it can be. But I have a good feeling about this season. Main concern, like every club, is losing key players to injury. I would take playoffs tomorrow. But hope we can push for more. Yeah, Kevin KE0783214 said simply, we're going up. Yeah, Eaton underscore rifle said, I always start the season optimistically, but optimism has only been fulfilled just three times in 50 years. So here it goes, we're going to win the league. (laughs) Tom D. Simons underscore Tom said, if we don't have the same awful luck with injuries or illnesses as we did last season, then getting a playoff place in the top seven must be the aim. We need to wait to see who, if anyone, finally does come in. But squad seems thin at the moment to sustain a challenge without some good fortune. Ortiz Orient said, based on our performances last season, since the arrival of Wellens, I fully expect us to be promoted at the end of the season, even if it's via the playoffs. Always worry about our ability to score goals, though. Chris Cow too, said, top seven at worst. Key players, Viggs, James, Clay, Moncur, Ruel, Theo, Drynan, um, and H. H. Harry, Harry H. Smith. H. Um, area to strengthen another striker on loan and a midfielder possibly two it'd be interesting to see if the likes of Albiero and Nkrumah break through good point yeah very good point there with the five from seven obviously if they're on the bench yeah. more chance of getting game time yeah. good point Rob underscore Boundbacks and not far from where we were last season not enough depth in the squad in terms of quality and as good as Smith could be he won't play enough hate to say it but this squad seems really undercooked with two weeks to go not ready. Yeah, that's Paul Smith, uh, yeah. just for the sake of clarity there. Nigel Ladwhite said, I think we'll finish around 9th to 11th this season. I think the lack of squad depth in terms of both quality and numbers will be our Achilles heel. Rich P242 said, top half, but it all depends on injuries and potential signings as to where, I'd say anywhere from 5th to 10th currently. Yeah, Gooley22 said, I'd like to think we can make the playoffs, but that all hinges on our key players staying fit. Viggs, James and Smith, Paul Smith, are irreplaceable. Good tweet, and uh, that's a new one on me, so welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast. Yeah, nice one. Steve Latas, so the Leeds two is so unpredictable, no matter how good your team is. Look at Northampton and Swindon last year. That's a very good point, to be fair. Yeah. They were probably the two best teams I saw us play against, and both didn't go up. Yeah, and Swindon had zero players at one point because of the takeover, yeah. and they, Ben Chorley went out and got a dozen players Yeah, in. said, I would like us, of course, to be on top three, but that needs consistency. It's about quality, mostly about persistence and winning when we do not play well. Yeah, Swindon lost their manager as well and a couple of their yeah. players, important players as well. Uh, Orient Cons- uh, Consulant said, buzzing for the season and as a Danish supporter, I cannot wait to get over again. I reckon we at best will be around the playoff contenders 
but it will mean few injuries and a bit of Richie Wellens magic. Many strong teams this season in League Two. Up the O's, and thank you very much for, for getting in touch with us all the way over in Denmark. Yeah, really lovely stuff. That. Paul underscore LT2P in the penultimate tweet says, the way the squad is at the moment, we need to hang in there and not be too far adrift in January. That's when we start the run and hopefully get to the playoffs at least. Signings now are key and will be again in January. And the final word goes to Orient Meat Pie. Uh, Andy, hope you're well, mate. Our first choice, 11 could win the league but that's not the issue our key players are coming back from injuries or are injury prone or both Smythe, Drynan, Clay, James etc the squad depth just isn't there we'll see who we bring in but I'd say flirting with the playoffs so thanks to everyone on that one who gave us their views on Twitter if you uh, agree or disagree with any of them you can give us uh, a tweet at Orient Outlook or you can give us an email at Orient Outlook at Outlook Dot com or you can give us a Facebook or you can be found there at Orient Outlook Podcast or on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. So we ran a Twitter poll earlier today to find out how you thought the Oz would get on this one and after I had put a 24 hours time limit on this poll is still running but we capped it when we started recording. We had 149 votes in 9 hours. You voted as follows. So 3% of you thought we would finish between 14th and 24th 14% of you thought we would finish in the top three. So very optimistic, uh, 14% of you like myself there. 23% of you thought we'd finish between 8th and 13th with a massive 60% majority thinking the O's will finish somewhere between 4th and 7th this season, therefore getting in to the playoffs. We shall see, but thank you for all your votes. And at 1 hour 32 minutes and at almost 11pm on a Sunday evening, yeah. it's time to wrap this bad boy up. And I'm looking at it now, we've had another five votes and it hasn't really shifted that much. <laughs> so carry on voting, it is still live. Steve did set it accidentally for 24 hours, so do get your vote in. That is uh, check out uh, at or in Outlook Twitter uh, feed and you'll find the voting there for you. So let's wrap this up then. The Orient Outlook podcast Fantasy Football League is back, fantasy.premierleague.com. If you're not on it, get signed up, join our league. If you're on it, you've already, and you were in our league last season, you don't need to do anything. Um, you're already uh, automatically re-entered into that league. But if you're not or you want to get some mates involved, you can type in the code rv 17 M for mother seven. That is the code to enter our league. I'll repeat that once again. RV17M7. Fantasy.premierleague.com. So let's do positives and negatives. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll do positives. Yeah, we'll do it that way. Positives, yeah. So these are positives of pre-season, not the week that was, of the pre-season that was. So signing Theo Archibald and George Moncur on permanent deals. Amazing deals there. Well done to the club for sorting yep. those out. Second positive is getting Adam Thompson, Ruel Satoru, and Tom James to extend their contracts and re-signed. Amazing stuff. Yep. Third positive is seeing Craig Clay and Dan Happy put on the orange shirt again. Yep. Hopefully past their injuries now. Both long-term injuries last season. So great to see that. So those are our three positives of... The pre-season yep. negatives, Mr. Levy. The the major one that you know the elephant in the room, the injuries that we've picked up pre-season. Clearly, that's an issue. Um, hopefully, Ke- I mean Keaton's a brilliant physiotherapist. I'm sure he'll get them back out uh, sooner rather than later. Um, so you know, and we wish those players a full and speedy recovery. You know, we can't really afford to. 
to really lose out on um, on on quality signings that we've got. You know, we want to get a good start. We want to get up and running as quickly as we possibly can. So let's hope that happens. I think another couple that we've picked up on, obviously, with the uh, the streaming issues that we had yesterday. Hopefully, that's not something that's going to be prevalent uh, in the upcoming season. Um, also, the fact that uh, there's been a delay to having the kits out. Uh, the tickets out, season tickets, there was an update on that earlier in the week that we've not mentioned. Um, the shops obviously not ready yet. I know they've only just probably started working on that in the last few days, but you know, ultimately all these things seem to, to seem to be adding up and niggling at fans, I think, at the moment. Maybe it's just because there's nothing else going on, but yeah. you know, um, yeah. Okay, so we've got a hero of pre-season that we haven't actually discussed to talk about I'm happy to give my one and um, see if you agree with me so I think Whoops. hero for me of pre-season I think it's got to be Richie Welland okay. I think giving or sorting the team out getting them back in the training camp leading them coming across well in his interviews being mm. honest for me convincing players like Moncur yeah. and Archibald to resign as well as um, the players who resign their contracts mm. so for me personally I'll give it to Richie Welland. Yeah. Anyone who I've not mentioned? Martin Ling. Yeah. For getting these deals done, for getting them over the line. Because although George Moncur might have showed interest, if his dealings with the club weren't particularly good, and Martin is the one that deals with uh, these sorts of things, and Tom James and Theo, and getting all these things done, I think he deserves the credit. All right. We'll take the flak when we sign rubbish yeah. players. All right. You know, <laughs> arguably January wasn't a brilliant window for us. Yeah. And he'll take the flak for those signings, even though Kenny Jackett wanted those players and he went out and got them. But you know he'll rightly, as the director of football, take the flak for that. But he's also getting the ladies' team up and running as well. Uh, we seem to be producing more good young talent coming through the academy. That's his responsibility as an overarching thing. I know he doesn't coach them. I know he's not yeah. on the ground, boots on the ground. But you know that's his responsibility. So uh, I'm gonna uh, give Martin Ling my nice. Uh, Hero of pre-season. All right, so we've got Richie and Martin are our hero of pre-season. So upcoming fixtures in full steam ahead as the O's have their remaining pre-season fixtures. So we're at home to Portsmouth on Tuesday the 19th of July, which is going to be a very, very hot day, that one. We are away to Dagenham and Redbridge on Saturday the 23rd of July. And we are having an away trip with a Leighton Orient XI away at Walthamstow on Tuesday the 26th of July before the big one, the League 2 opener at home to Grimsby Town on Saturday the 30th of July. Sure to be a cracking atmosphere, half-price tickets, the expectations of a new season. And I think Grimsby will sell out the away end fairly easily based Maybe. on their support. Um, and it's also their first game back in the EFL. So... I think it's a big, big game for them. Be a tough game. See what happens with that one. Absolutely. So, quick sponsorship reminder. Don't forget to keep it in the Orient family. Save yourself a few quid with town and country Harlow estate agents. Uh, should you be looking to buy, rent or sell your property? And with Carol Langley Florist for all your flowering needs. And as we mentioned earlier, there is a spot to promote your business for our social media sponsorship package. So, if you're interested, do get in touch with us on social. Send us a quick DM. Yeah, so that is it. Thank you for joining us for a mahoosive episode 287. It's been a busy pre-season at the O's with signings, contract extensions, trips to Portugal, injuries, kit reveals and lots more. And as we speak, as we record this, we are 13 days away from the start of the season and with a few more pre-season games to come and a few expected signings, it's time to start getting excited for the season to start and get fully behind Richie and the boys ready for Grimsby at home on Saturday the 30th 
of July. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. It you can't I can't explain to you the alg- how the <laughs> algorithms work, but it does help for other fans, football fans, passing interests. Someone's just moved to London looking for a for a new club to support. Um, it does help them to find us. It'd be really appreciated if you can give us a podcast rating as well. Five star is the best that you can give. We'd appreciate that and a review on whichever platform you get your podcast from. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, or Stitcher. Add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on all smart speakers and fan hub app, which is brilliant. So listening to the podcast could not be any easier. Also, if you've got an older relative, a loved one or an Orient chum who you think would like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them and pass the pod. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 288 after our first game of the season against Grimsby so the next episode is on Sunday the 31st of July no podcast next week and then back to normality from Sunday the 31st of July and that will have all the information and views that you could ever need so we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm stay safe in the sun have a great fortnight hydrate and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's